New schools will be kicking off this week in the boys' soccer tournament, and participation in high school sports in Michigan continues to grow. I'm John Ross, and this is This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid. This fall's MHSAA Boys Soccer Tournament starts this week, and for the first time since the 2006-2007 school year, teams from the Upper Peninsula will be participating. For the last 16 years, the tournament was for teams in the Lower Peninsula only. This was a result of a lawsuit originally filed in 1998, where the federal court had assigned separate Upper Peninsula soccer tournaments played opposite what was done in the Lower Peninsula. In the UP, boys were to play in the spring, while soccer is a fall sport in the Lower Peninsula. Teams in the UP opted to stick with the same seasons as the Lower Peninsula teams, giving up on a UP-only soccer tournament. A petition filed earlier this year was approved by a federal court, and that now allows for boys and girls soccer teams in the UP to compete in the same season as their Lower Peninsula counterparts and gives them the opportunity to play in a statewide soccer tournament. The boys' finals will be played at Grand Ledge High School with all four games taking place Saturday, November 4th. Come spring, the girls' finals will take place at Michigan State University on June 14th and 15th. To follow the boys' tournament from brackets to results, previews, and more, check out MHSAA.com. It's time for Game Balls when we highlight a trio of standout performances from the last week. First up, Braden Powers of DeWitt. He headed in the lone goal in a 1-0 win over Holt. That gives the Panthers their first CAAC Gold Cup victory since 2011. Boyne City's Ava Tarsi, she had 80 assists, 12 aces, 29 digs, and 9 kills as Boyne City went 9-1 and claimed the title at the Mancelona Varsity Invite. And Lake Orion's Billy Roberson, The senior ran for 228 yards and three touchdowns in a 42-21 Dragons win over Clarkston. For high school seniors, the matchup of the year isn't on the field. It's actually online. That's right. When you fill out the FAFSA, you know, the free application for federal student aid, you could also be eligible for thousands of dollars in additional money from the Michigan Achievement Scholarship. Yep, nearly 80% of students who fill out the FAFSA may be eligible. Now that's a matchup we can all root for. Get started today at michigan.gov achievement. The Michigan Achievement Scholarship. It's a game changer. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with the MHSAA's Director of Officiating Services, Sam Davis. It's fourth and ten. Team A is lining up on their 25-yard line to kick a field goal. The kick is blocked backwards by Team B, never crossing the line of scrimmage. The kicker is able to scoop the ball up and takes off, getting down to the seven-yard line before being tackled. The next down should be... First and goal from the seven for Team A, the kicking team. First and 10 from the 7 for Team B, the defensive team. First and 10 from the 25-yard line for Team B. If you said first and goal for Team A, you are correct. Because the ball kicked never crossed the line of scrimmage, the kicking team is able to pick up the ball and advance it. Because it was carried past the line of gain, it's a first down. Thanks, Sam. Now more than ever, we need officials. If you're interested, go to the MHSAA website now to register. 
participation in high school sports continues to outrank Michigan's high school-aged population. Michigan's 268,070 participants in the 2022-23 school year ranked the state ninth, despite having the 10th largest population. And a number of individual sports are ranked even higher. Girls sports in the top five are skiing, which came in third, and volleyball, tennis, and bowling, which all came in fourth nationally. On the boys' side, bowling ranks second, skiing third, ice hockey fourth, and tennis and golf both fifth. Across the country, 11-player football is the most popular boys' sport with more than a million participants. Outdoor track and field is the most popular girls' sport. To see where each sport ranked and for more total participation information, please visit MHSAA.com. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSAA Network. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Ross, and we'll see you next week. Every touchdown. Fires, and it's caught for the touchdown. Every hit. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Every basket. This one's good if it goes. Oh, dear. Every goal is on GetStuckOnSports.com all season long. Good evening, everybody. We want to welcome you to Yale Park in Yale, Michigan. We've got our final game of our weekend quadruple header of high school football here on Get Stuck on Sports as tonight the Yale Bulldogs host the Elmont Raiders in some BWAC action. That is actually significant. It'll be the final regular season game in the BWAC, and Elmont is trying to clinch an outright league title. They already have a share of their eighth BWAC championship, no matter what happens in this game tonight, but they don't want to share it with Croslex. They want to win it on their own. And the Yale Bulldogs are the uh, topic that uh, they'll be going after uh, tonight. And they have a great history against Yale. 31-9 and in 40 meetings since 1950. And 16 consecutive wins over the Bulldogs, who haven't beat the Raiders since 2005. Yale comes in on a two-game win streak. They're 4-3 and three overall, and they need victories to get into the uh, playoffs. So this is an important game for them. It would almost cinch that they get in if they win uh, tonight. They would still have a chance to win and get in next week. They might even be able to sneak in with the four wins that they already have, but better safe than sorry because they're trying to get into the playoffs for consecutive seasons for the first time since the 2012 through 2014 seasons when they did it three times in a row. Elmont is 7-0, and Yale is 4-3, and and we'll talk to both coaches when we come back on the pregame show here on GetStuckOnSports.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Port Huron Prowlers are gearing up for another season at McMoran Arena. Get your season tickets today at phprowlers.com. 
you won't want to miss a moment of the high-flying hockey action. Once you have your tickets, make sure to stop over at their new online store for all of your merchandise needs. The Prowlers open their season at home on Friday, October 20th against the Motor City Rockers. Make sure to fill up McMoran Arena and get ready for another year of Prowler hockey. Your intuition is telling you to prepare for the future, no matter what happens. Your heart is telling you to help others in your community. With Women's Life Insurance Society, you can do both. Protect your family's financial security with life insurance and annuities from an organization that also supports scholarships, soup kitchens, and so much more. You can trust Woman's Life to be there for your loved ones, even if you can't, and to support local communities. Trust your intuition. Trust Woman's Life. Get started today at womanslife.org. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Marine City Nursery is a wholesale retail garden center and gift shop that has been family owned and operated for over 90 years. Located at 5304 Marine City Highway in China Township, Marine City Nursery handles a wide variety of evergreens, deciduous trees, shrubs, and perennials. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday through Saturday, and 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sundays. Don't plan your landscaping project without a visit to Marine City Nursery. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. With Coach James Lusby uh, here just before kickoff, Yale Park, an opportunity for uh, Elmont to win the BWAC outright, not have to share any titles. All you got to do is win a football game, Coach. I guess it's easier said than done, but so far you've kind of made it look easy. I don't know about that. Uh, we had a tough stretch there, and uh, we have another tough opponent tonight. Uh, Yale does a lot of things, uh, spreads spread them out. It takes one big play, and next thing you know, uh, you're chasing them instead of them chasing you. You know, we used to say nobody in the BWAC threw the ball. They obviously throw the ball a lot, but Crosslex throws the ball now. Richmond throws the ball a little bit, so it's not like you haven't faced it at all. Yeah, no, um, I mean, our league does throw the ball around. Uh, we used to be the ground and pound and power eye and wing tee, and now we're in the power spread stuff and the true spread, which is what Garrett likes. And, um, yeah, we'll, we practiced against it. We're preparing for it, and uh, hopefully we'll do well tonight. It's really easy to get lost in the, the offense and the numbers that you guys put up, but I want to talk about your defense be, because it has been, I think, sensational this year. Uh, a couple of teams, a couple of good teams, 
got 20 points against you. But other than that, nobody has been able to really score on you. And I was here and saw what you did to Marysville. They weren't good that day, but you guys were really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've been running the same system for 23 years since I've been here. And uh, so our coaching staff all know how to coach it. Um, we got a new defense coordinator this year. Um, he has the kids dialed in. They're flying around, playing fast. Game plans are simple. Um, that's our motto, simple and fast. And then let's talk a little bit about what you do on offense. Um, been doing it for years. Everybody knows what you're doing. Nobody seems to be able to stop it. And the thing that I really like about it is every week it seems like a different guy has a big game for you. Well, I mean, that's the thing with the wing T is you have three guys in the backfield, right? So if you're going to take one one side away, well, you still leave the middle and the other side. At our level, D4, D5, D6, you usually don't have enough athletes to take the whole entire field away, so you got to pick what you want. And luckily, we have enough athletes that we can hopefully uh, exploit those weak spots. All right, perfect. Good luck, uh, and I'm going to wish you early congratulations just in case you guys get the win tonight. Thank you. I appreciate it. There's James Lusby, and we'll be back with more in a moment here on GetStuckOnSports.com. If you need Blue Water area scores, standing schedules, and more, go to GetStuckOnSports.com. Not able to listen to the game live? GetStuckOnSports.com archives all their broadcasts so you can listen at any time. GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Whether you're looking for a safer, easier-to-maintain walk-in tub or shower, or a whole new updated and complete renovation, you need to call Luxury Bath by Mobility Remodelers. You could have a beautiful tub or walk-in shower and save more than 50% over traditional remodeling. They offer hundreds of combinations of colors, patterns, and accessories featuring microband technology. Call 810-385-1700 for a free in-home consultation and look for their new showroom in the Birchwood Mall. Luxury Bath and Mobility Remodelers. Imagine what they can do for you. Welcome back to the pregame show with uh, Bulldogs head coach Garrett Grunman now. Uh, and uh, coach, great start to your season. Then there was a little fall off in, in the middle and you guys struggled. But the last two weeks, you've gotten back on course. You got the offense going, the defense humming. I know it was teams you're supposed to beat, but you got to go out and do that stuff. Get the confidence back. Now you get a real big uh, test with Elmont coming in. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we fell into a little bit of lull of confidence and lacking a little bit of that. And they they came back after a couple of tough weeks and uh, put together, you know, last couple strong weeks. And uh, they're, <laughs> you can hear them screaming in the background, but they are, they're ready to rock and roll. There's no doubt. So uh, getting the confidence back is, is key. Also, I think you got in your back pocket that experience from earlier in the season where a lot of people are going, oh, Yale's better, but they're not going to beat Armada. And you can say, well, we got that done. So you can look at the same thing. Everybody's going to go, well, Elmont's undefeated. Nobody can beat Elmont. We'll see. Yeah, you know, uh, taking it week by week is essential. You know, we can't... Uh put our you know we can't obviously hang our head on the fact that we beat Armada because we got our Elmont right in front of us and they're a well-coached football team they're very tough they're very physical and we know going into that and they're good at what they do so if we're able to shut down what they are good at then obviously they're gonna have to reach into their back pocket and pull out some different things that they might not feel as comfortable with but essentially it's just playing disciplined tough hard-nosed football the the other part about this is we're approaching the playoffs and wins are precious right now and the Yale Bulldogs at four and three would feel a lot better if they could get that win. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you you look at the playoff points and how they they gauge those with through the equation of of uh, you know strength of schedule, the divisions of football schools that you're playing, and uh, if we're able to play very well and, and beat Almont, you know, it's almost guaranteeing us an opportunity to play in the playoffs. But you know, essentially, as we keep telling the boys, is take it week by week. We can't hang our hat on any victories we've had in the past because we've got plenty of football in front of us. So we're excited about it. Let's talk about them and, and what they pose for your defense. They're big. They're fast. You kind of know what they're going to come at you with, but they're very deceptive with it, so it's hard to stop. You know, and above all is, is that their coaching staff is very disciplined as well, and they know how to counter some things that uh, defenses do. You know, we were able to watch a little bit of uh, film on them, obviously, and and watch different styles of defenses, and, and they're just really well coached, and they're big, they're strong, they're physical. You know, so hopefully our kids can go out there and, and play well-disciplined football, and, uh, you know, it's assignment football. And if they can continue to do that and do their job and play and do their assignment well, you know, it puts us in a position to be successful. Now, you guys can pose some problems for their defense because, again, we talk about it a lot. In the BWAC, there's only two or three teams that really throw the ball with any consistency, and you guys probably throw it the most. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's all about we're trying to provide an opportunity for our kids to, you know, excel in space and make them defend us, you know, 52 yards wide and 100 yards in length. So uh, defending in space and also getting the football into the hands of the kids that can do it. Uh, so we're just trying to, you know, take what they give us and, um, you know, put those kids in space so they can create some opportunity to get some wiggle room and uh, find some seams and, and score some bit. All right, last question. Just who are some of the guys who through seven weeks uh, have, have been the dudes for you and have gotten you into this position? Uh, you know, our senior leadership, uh, our captains, we got Jaden Krosnicki, Blake Barr, uh, Connor Jakubiak, Ryan Monarch, uh, Jeremy Griffith, and then Brett Burse. All those gentlemen, they've been leaders in each of their position groups. And obviously, you know, if they are successful, our team is, is very successful. Uh, also, Cole McLaughlin, our tailback, and then uh, Tyler Forrest as a receiver. And we're just, you know, we're just trying to get those kids opportunity to be successful. And, and they've done a, a pretty good job for us. And, you know, we've even in some of those games that we've lost, you know they've they've stepped up and played some pretty tough football and we know moving forward that those experiences that we've had are, are with those gentlemen and that they are going to learn from them and put us in a spot to be successful all right thanks a lot and good luck coach appreciate it thank you there's garrett grunman and guess what we've got kickoff next here on getstuckonsports.com finding that missing shin guard remembering whether it's a home or away game getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day why are simple things sometimes so complicated Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 987 2185 
This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Zimmer Roofing has been serving Eastern Michigan and the Thumb for over 35 years. Family owned since 1984, Zimmer Roofing is a full service commercial and residential roofing contractor specializing in flat and low slope roofing systems as well as shingles, metal and insulated wall panels. When you need reliable service from a contractor that you trust who stands by their work, call Zimmer today at 810-966-6991 and request a quote. Zimmer Roofing and Construction experienced and trustworthy. Grace Memorial is here to serve you during your time of need. With four locations in Port Huron, Kimball, Marine City, and Clinton Township, Grace will take care of all of your needs. They offer funeral services, cremations, burials, monuments, and celebration of life services. Call 810-985-4351 to get in contact. They offer superb service with exceptional facilities at affordable prices. Grace Memorial, because a life well lived, is worth remembering. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back here to uh, Yale Park. Dennis Stuckey with you, Yale and Elmont. Yale won the toss, and they want the football first tonight. So the Bulldogs will receive the uh, opening uh, kickoff. They will uh, send Owen Coates back deep to uh, take the kick from O'Neal when he and the Raiders get out there. Elmont's got white tops, black pants, orange numbers, and yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> Yale wears all blue with uh, very readable white numbers. The field is actually in pretty good shape. They were a little concerned because they had youth football here all day today, and there were several games played here, and with last night's rain... But the, the wet stuff has held off here for most of the uh, day, and we're dry right now. So here's O'Neill running up to kick it off, and this one's underway. Coates driven back into the uh, end zone, and that's a touchback. And the ball will come out to the 20-yard line, and that is where Yale will take over first and 10. Connor Jakubiak is the quarterback, and he's a good one. And Young. First and ten, Bulldogs. And the Bulldogs will spread the field, and they use the pass a little more than a lot of the teams that uh, 
we see around the area, but they still can run the ball. Griffith is a good back, but right now he's going to be in a slot to the right of his quarterback, part of a trio of receivers that way. And they've also got a receiver out wide to the left. Now they're going to shift a couple of guys. Griffith will move in a slot to the left side as well. Jakubiak out of the shotgun, running a little option here, wants to keep and gets about a yard to the 21. So it'll be second down and nine coming up here for the Bulldogs. Kubiak working out of the gun. McLaughlin is the back. He's to the right of his quarterback. Again, they go with trips to the right side. Single receiver Monarch to the left. Kubiak out of the gun, straight drop, a little bit of time, firing downfield for Monarch at the 40, and he overthrew him. And some zone coverage uh, there. Just couldn't make the delivery, and now the Bulldogs are looking at third and long. Third down nine from their own 21-yard line. Seawack checks into the uh, ball game here for uh, Yale. They're also going to get uh, Burst into the game. So a couple of extra receivers. As again, Jakubiak will work out of the shotgun. This time they'll send trips to the left, single receiver to the right, and now Griffith will move out of the backfield, so they go empty backfield, five receivers. Jakubiak, straight drop, pressure coming, steps up, and he'll be wrapped up and sacked back inside the 20. Back around the 18-yard line. Corno came up and got him. Loss of about three on the plate. And that will bring up fourth down and about 12 here for Yale, and they'll be forced to kick it away. And the dangerous Luke Winkler stands right around midfield here as Jakubiak stands inside the 10, just outside his own five-yard line. You need a good snap here, they get one. You get a good kick with no pressure. Line drives it out of there away from the return man. Almont's going to get good field position as this ball will be downed short of the 45-yard line at about the 43. Is down by number eight, Logan Winters. First and 10, Almont. So Almont will start with a short field here after getting the three-and-out stop on defense. Chase Davidowski is the quarterback, and he'll work from under center. Bukolski is the middle of the three backs, but on first down, they're going to hand this ball off to uh, Batani, and he's going to run to the left inside the 40. To about the 38, it's about a five-yard pickup. Stop by number five, Brett Burst. Burst came up to make the stop, but Tani picks up about five, second and five from the 38. The 
Dowski, Dave Dowski gets the uh, play from the sidelines and then he runs it in. Now they're going to put uh, Fuller in motion and hand the ball off to Pakolsky. And he's close to a first down inside the 35. Looks like he picked up about five yards there. Susie came up to make the stop for Yale, but Pakulski's got enough for a first down. At about the 32-yard line, we'll call it. Again, Pakulski is the back directly behind Davidowski. They've got uh, Batani and Fuller on the wings. Fuller's going to get the handoff this time coming around in motion, and Yale was ready for that one. And they'll stop him for about a yard loss. Susi coming up to make his second straight uh, stop. Second down and 11. We'll call it the 33 of the Bulldogs. 9-13 to go. First quarter, no score. Yale went three and out, and now Elmont on their first possession. Now they'll go Batani, Bukalski, and Fuller straight in a row. And they'll give it to Batani, and he's got some room, and he'll make a cut at the 15 to the 10 to the 5, and he's into the end zone for a Raiders touchdown. Right up the middle, Chase Batani goes 33 yards and into the end zone for the game's opening score. He took that handoff, went right up the gut, and he was never touched. He is... A real good one. Here's O'Neill, who's a really good kicker for the point after. Eight forty to go here in the opening quarter, and the kick is up, and it is good. Point after by number twenty-five, Sean O'Neill is good. So Sean O'Neill tacks on the extra point, and it's Elmont seven, Yale nothing, with eight forty to play here in the opening quarter. Two carries, 38 yards for Batani on that to drive, and the uh, Raiders only had to go 43 yards to get into the end zone after the defensive stop and the short punt. We'll see how Yale responds. That one that took a little bit of the uh, energy out of the uh, crowd, which was all fired up. We had all sorts of ceremonies and things going on before the game, honoring parents and the senior players and senior cheerleaders and everybody was in a pretty good mood until just a moment ago. So now O'Neill to kick it off again. It's Coates back deep. They kicked it into the end zone for a touchback on the first kickoff. Griffith is also back there. Another deep kick that's going to split the two return men and go through the end zone for another touchback. That is a weapon when you don't ever have to face the skill guys running up the field against you. You can just make the team have to go 80 yards against you every time. Seven-nothing Almont. Now Yale gets another chance. Jakubiak 0 of 1 in the passing department. 
Goes with two receivers to either side here. Griffith, the back, lines up behind him in a pistol look. They'll put a man in motion to the right and they'll get everybody to jump. Check that uh, McLaughlin is the back because they just had Griffith in motion. False start against Yale, though, so that's going to push him back and make it first and 15 from the 15. So Yale trying to get ahead of the chains uh, here. They have not been able to do that yet in the ball game. Again, they'll go two receivers to either side. Griffith now goes in motion to the right to give them three receivers that way. Give is to McLaughlin, though, and he will get back the penalty yardage to the 20, a gain of five there. So they'll be looking at second down and 10 from the 20. Griffith is going to check out. And Yale is going to get uh, Ethan Batts into the game. He's going to line up in a wing off to the right of the quarterback. Kubiak again working out of the gun with three receivers. He's going to keep, though, this time straight ahead and is tackled at about the 24 after a pickup of three or four yards. Give him a gain of three there. And it's going to bring up third down and about seven. Bulldogs at their own 23, 7.40 to go. First quarter, 7-0 Elmont. On a Chase Patani, 33-yard touchdown run. Monarch is going to split out wide to the uh, left side. They've got... LaForest in a slot that way. Just one receiver to the near side. Jakubiak out of the gun, looking to throw, has some time. Now he's flushed out on the run, fires LaForest near the 30 and near the first down. I don't know if he got it. It's caught, and they're going to say LaForest is down at the 28-yard line. It's going to be about a five-yard pickup, and it's going to be just shy of the first down, it looks like. Now they're looking at fourth and about two, and they're going to keep the offense out there. Let's see if they run a play or if they just try to hard count here. LaForest goes in motion to the left. Kubiak claps the hands a couple of times. He's barking, and, yeah, they're not biting. And Yale will take a timeout now and seriously decide whether they want to go for this or not. They're at their own 28 with 6.33 to go in the first quarter, and they're already down 7 nothing. You don't want to give Elmont another short field, but on the other hand, you want to keep your offense out there if you're going to do something tonight. You're going to have to score some points against this Elmont team because they are going to score. And again, Jakubiak is also the punter, so they could line up like they're going to run a play and quick kick and try to catch Elmont without a return man back there. There's a lot of things you can do here, but whatever you do here, if you're Yale, you want to do it right. They're going to keep the offense out there, and they're going to go with two receivers to either side. 
Erse and LaForest to the near side. Monarch and Griffith are off wide to the left. McLaughlin the back to the left of his quarterback. Jakubiak is going to quick kick the ball. And it'll one bounce out to the 45 of Almont. And they had a return man there. It's Winkler. And he's up the near sidelines. Shucking and jiving his way back almost to the line of scrimmage. Winkler was back there waiting in case of that quick kick, and he ran it almost back to where the ball was anyways. And it's going to be first down Elmont at about the 29-yard line. Hindsight 2020, but for the end result, they should have just run a play and tried to get the first down. Another short field here for the uh, Raiders. And they go back to work. Davidowski with three backs behind him. We'll give it to Batani. And he will crash his way across the 25 to the 20 and close to a first down. He got about nine. Another stop for Susie, who's already been very active here. It's going to be second down and one. We'll call it the 21. Tony Bukalski and uh, Fuller, the backs. Fuller gets the handoff here, and he's not going anywhere. Yale will stop that for a loss. Boy, they, they gave him a really good mark there. I, I thought he got stopped in the backfield. They gave his forward progress for a first down. Almost to the 15-yard line. I didn't think he had any chance at all of getting that first down. Now a little play action here. Davidowski rolling out flag on the play as he fires into the end zone. Juggled and caught, I think, by Walton. But it's coming back, holding against Almont. So a holding call against the Raiders will negate a touchdown pass to Walton. And they'll be looking at first and about 20 here after they walk this off. And set the ball down around the 25-yard line. First and 20, Elmer. So first and 20 at the 25, they can get a first down without a touchdown. Near the five-yard line. Fuller, Bukulski, and Batani are the backs. Davidowski under center. And he gives it to Bukulski straight ahead, and there's not much there. Stop him for no gain. And they'll be looking at second and 20. This is a key position here for the Yale defense. Again, they, they've got them second and 20 here. You, you need to stop. Can't let Elmont get to two easy scores. 4.37 to go in the first, 7-0 Raiders. On second and 20, they'll give it to Fuller on the outside, and he fooled everybody. 
gets the edge down the far sideline and he's gonna score. Touchdown, Jacob Fuller on a 25 yard run. And the Raiders strike again and go up 13 to nothing with 4.25 to play here in the first. Nobody realized Fuller had the uh, football and he turned the corner and had a lot of room down the sidelines. O'Neill's extra point is almost back to the school. And that will make it 14 to nothing in favor of Elmont. So all Raiders here early on, a couple of uh, good defensive uh, stands for them has allowed them to get the ball on the uh, Yale side of the 50 twice, and they've cashed in twice. Matani and Fuller with the long touchdown runs. Matani from 33 yards out and Fuller from 25 yards out. And here's O'Neill who's already kicked two touchbacks and two extra points. And again, Coates back deep with Griffith standing near the goal line. Haven't had an opportunity to run at one yet. That's another deep kick straight down the center of the field and straight into the middle of the end zone for another touchback. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Does look like Elmont came for business tonight. The Bulldog offense... They need a first down here. They need to move the football a little bit. Connor Jakubiak, one out of two for five yards. He's carried three times for just a yard. Two receivers to either side. Working out of the gun. Has some time. They try to set up a short completion to Monarch for a couple of yards. Maybe about a three-yard pickup there. On the little short pass to Monarch. They're going to bring up second and seven Yale from their own 23-yard line. Four minutes straight up to go here in the first. 14-0 Raiders. Bulldogs trying to do something about that. Griffith the back now to the left of Jakubiak. And he'll get the handoff going straight ahead and fighting and battling and struggling and working his way closer to a first down there. That was Griffith for about five yards there. And it's going to bring up third and short, third down and two. This might be the biggest two yards of the game for Yale right here. They got to get a first down just to get something going. First to the near side. They've got two receivers out wide to the far side and bats going in motion that way. They hand it off. This is McLaughlin. He's got the first down and more to the 35 yard line. 
He'll pick up about seven there. Well, they needed that, and they got it kind of easy. So first down to the 35. Keeps this drive alive. That's the first Yale first down of the game. Griffith will check back in, and McLaughlin, who just got that run, will step out for a moment. Again, they'll go two receivers to the left side. Hurst, the single receiver to the right. Kubiak straight drop, steps up in the pocket now, and they'll wrap him up and pull him down. And it looks like he is going to be tackled behind the line of scrimmage for a loss of one. And will bring up second down and 11. It's the second time Jakubiak has been sacked in the game. Second 11, Bulldogs. Elmont has, for the most part, gotten good pressure. Jakubiak hasn't had a ton of time back there to throw the football. They're going to hand off and a short gain of about a yard for McLaughlin. Three carries, 13 yards for McLaughlin. Furkeron came up and made the stop, but it's going to be third down and 10. Kubiak gets his play from the sidelines, then runs it out to the huddle. He checks back real quick because they want to get a personnel change in there. They want to get Coates into the ball game. Monarch splits out wide to the right. They're going to bunch three receivers to the end of the line on the other side. Play action, Jakubiak again under pressure, sets up the screen to Griffith and he makes the catch and he's got the first down to the 50, to the 45 and he's tackled from behind. An ankle tackle there by Aiden Howard, saved a really big play there but it's a huge pickup for the Bulldogs. 21 yards on the completion. And again, it was under duress but it was a good job by Jakubiak to find an open guy, and, and he had good touch on that one. So first down, and the Bulldogs are in Elmont territory for the first time. 24 seconds to go here in the quarter. LaForest goes in motion. They're going to give it to him on a jet sweep going to the left. He cuts it back up to the 40 and gets about four, maybe five yards there. That should be the final play of the first. After one, it's Elmont 14, Yale nothing. But the Bulldogs are on the move as we head to the second quarter here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Mama Vicky's Coney Island has been a staple of the Blue Water area for the past century. If you want breakfast or some delicious Coney dogs, Mama Vicky's Coney Island is the place to go. Mama Vicky's offers two convenient locations in downtown Port Huron and in Fort Gratiot. Mama Vicky's North is open 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. six days a week. Their downtown location is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Whether it's for a big game or you just want an affordable meal for the whole family, it's Mama Vicky's Coney Island since 1923. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. 
We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Second and six Bulldogs from the Raider 40 as we open the second quarter. 14-0 Elmont on top. First uh, threat of any kind from Yale so far in this one. Jakubiak keeps a couple of fakes, and then he's forward for about a five-yard gain, which is going to bring up third and a yard from the 36 of Almont. As Yale's looking to answer two early Almont scores. Again, the Raiders won the field position battle in the first quarter because the Almont or the Yale offense went three and out and the Almont offense used the short field to punch in two quick touchdowns. Now Yale has sustained a a drive there in Raider territory. Third and one. They're going to pitch it back. Razzle-dazzle here. Double flea flicker. Throw downfield to Bats. He's got it. Touchdown, Yale. A double flea flicker and a 26-yard touchdown pass to Ethan Bates. How about that? Garrett Grunman likes his gadget plays, and they got super gadgety there. Jakubiak gave it to a man coming around who gave it to a man coming around who gave it back to Jakubiak, and he delivered it to Bates for the touchdown. And now the point after is up and no good. The attempt comes up a little short, but a big touchdown there by Yale. Uh, A little trickeration. So... 14 to 6 now. With still over 11 minutes to go in the first half. B A T Z is how you spell Bates. So I called him Bats that one time. I'm a little Bats myself. All right, so part one for Yale is in the books. Their offense got it going and got some points. Their defense needs to make a stop here because the Raiders haven't had any problems running the football so far. Kickoff will be fielded at about the 15-yard line. This is Winkler up across the 30. Winkler to the 40. Look out. He's got one man to beat. Winkler down the sidelines. 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Forget it. Winkler's into the end zone for a Raiders touchdown. No 
flag on the play. It's an 85-yard kick return. And that's how quickly Elmont responded to things. Luke Winkler, and he's returned a couple now this year. O'Neal for the point after. And the Raiders answered the Yale touchdown in 13 seconds. It's 20 to 6 pending the uh, point after here. Walton is the holder here, it looks like. Sean O'Neill. Good snap, good hold, and a good kick. Makes it 21 to six. So Yale gets the touchdown on the flea flicker, and then Elmont returns the ensuing kickoff for a score. Two touchdowns in 13 seconds, and it's 21 to six. What it's looking like, we could have a high-scoring affair tonight. Kubiak. Four out of six in the game for 55 yards and a touchdown, waiting uh, his turn again. But first, we've got to watch O'Neal probably kick the ball through the end zone again. That's what he's been doing so far in the ballgame. There's the kick. Oh, little squib kick here. They tried the onsider to see if Yale was alert, and one of the up men for the Bulldogs is going to smother that. Good uh, job there by Siwak to get that ball around his own 40-yard line. And first down here for Yale, and now let's see how the Bulldogs respond again. They had a good drive that last possession. Can they do it back-to-back? -back? 10.52 to go, first half. 21-6, Elmont on top. McLaughlin the back, lines up behind Jakubiak, who works out of the shotgun. He's got two receivers to the left side, but they're running straight ahead. And McLaughlin trying to lean forward to the 45. Gets close. It's about a five-yard pickup. Corno made the uh, stop for Elmont. Second down and a long five here for Yale from their own 45. Kevin McLaughlin, the uh, back. Bates and a wing to the left of the quarterback. They've got Monarch out wide left and two receivers to the right. They're running up the middle again with McLaughlin. And he gets about three of the five yards they need. Maybe two, depending on the mark. Yeah, they didn't give him a very good mark. So they're looking at third down here and a long two. 
They need to get to midfield for the first down. They're right around the 47-yard line, maybe a little past it. And again, tonight, it might be four-down territory all night long. LaForest and uh, Burse split out wide to the right, Monarch to the left, but they're running here on third and short and trying to break an ankle tackle is McLaughlin, and he's not going to get there. Got maybe a yard. He just couldn't shake away from Batani, who had him by the shoestring. That's going to bring up fourth down and a yard. And we're going to get uh, a timeout called here. Oh, we've got an injured player for the uh, Raiders. It looks like Stalecki. Gordon Stalecki is the guy that was shaken up and hobbling off. But Yale is going to go for it here on fourth and one from their own 48 and a half yard line. Jakubiak out of the gun is going to run straight ahead to the 50. He's got the first down into Elmont territory to their 48. Gain of about three and more than enough for the first down. So a big fourth down conversion there by Yale keeps this drive going. And they're back into Raider territory. They're going to have to keep scoring because so far Elmont is scoring every time they touch the ball. Two receivers to either side here. The slots are in tight to the uh, end of the each line. They'll position McLaughlin behind Jakubiak, who works out of the gun, and they'll run a little option here. Now Jakubiak wants to throw a little RPO, complete to LaForest, and he's out of bounds near the 40 of Elmont for a pickup of about eight. A nice little play there. And it's going to give them second and two at the 40. And they'll send Siwak out wide to the right. Monarch to the left. LaForest again in tight. Another RPO here, and Jakubiak's going to airmail one from Monarch and just out of his reach. And there is a flag on the play. I was just about to say there was some pretty good coverage there, but the flag is actually up outside the 20. Winkler was on the coverage, and he's going to get called for holding. So the holding penalty, this is high school football, so it'll be a 10-yard penalty, and that will be enough for a Yale first down to the 30-yard line. So first down from the 30. Again, Jakubiak working out of the gun. 
Bates in motion. They go straight ahead with McLaughlin. And he burrows close to the 25-yard line. What Yale is doing right now is what they're going to need to do to have any shot in the football game. They're keeping Almont's offense off the field. They're picking up first downs, and uh, they're putting together nice little drives here. They've got to finish, though. They're down 21-6. to Again, McLaughlin straight ahead, and he's got a first down and more inside the 20, inside the 15, and he's down to about the 13. And there is a flag on the play. Sideline warning. So the about 18-yard run there will stand. a sideline warning against Almont. And it's first down at about the 13-yard line, I'm going to call it. McLaughlin having a good first half here for the Bulldogs. Going to get another carry because if it's a working, stick to it. Shorter gain here of maybe a yard, and now a flag comes in late. I think this is for something after the play was over. And that may benefit Yale. No, it's against the Bulldogs. It's going to benefit Almont. Personal foul, Yale. Personal foul against Yale, and uh, that's not going to help their cause. That's going to move it back to the 25. And it's going to be first and 25, right? No, first and 20. You can get a first down at about the five, and they're out at the 25. So we'll call it first and 20, or second and 20. Run play did count. Here's McLaughlin straight ahead. And he'll be tied up at about the 21 after a pickup of about four. Ten carries already for McLaughlin in the game for 49. Third down, 16, Yale. And it'd be third down and long here for Yale. And they don't have to get it all here, but you'd like to get a nice chunk of it to make fourth down doable. Monarch wide to the left. Two receivers to the right this time. And now a whistle and a Yale timeout before the snap. So the Bulldogs will take a timeout. There's 5.50 to go here in the first half. It's 21 to 6 in favor of Elmont. They got two first quarter touchdowns on the ground. Batani from 33 yards out and Fuller from 25 yards out. Yale countered on a flea flicker. They got a 26 yard touchdown strike in the opening minute of this uh, second quarter to cut it to 14 to 6. But on the ensuing kickoff, Luke Winkler went 85 yards for an Elmont score to make it 21 to six. And that's where we're at now. 
with Yale looking at third and uh, 16 from about the 20. Five fifty still to play here in the half. Jakubiak five out of seven for sixty-three yards and a touchdown. As LaForest and Siwak to the right, and he's got Monarch to the left. Bates goes in motion, play action. Jakubiak firing over the middle for Monarch, and Winkler was on him, but the throw was a little high. I think if that throws a little lower, they had something there. Monarch. Seemed to have a step on Winkler right at the goal line. Fourth down, That'll bring up fourth down now for the Bulldogs. Well, they took a shot on third down. Might as well take a shot on fourth down. Griffith will check back into the game here for Yale. Fourth and 16 from the 21. And now, Yale is gonna take another timeout. So Yale uses a timeout, I think. That's their third and final timeout. There's 5.46 to go in the half. And uh, again, Yale wants to capitalize on their chances. And again, they had a real good drive up until the penalty. They just kind of shot themselves in the foot there. And now they put themselves in a bad position of fourth and 16 out at the 20. So they're going to need a big play here to salvage this possession. And Elmont just looking to get a, another stop and get a red-hot offense back out onto the field. Empty backfield here. Five receivers for the Bulldogs. Trips to the right. Jakubiak out of the gun. On fourth and 16, pressure coming off the edge. He's going to step up now. Looking, looking, throwing into the back of the end zone. And there's a man. LaForest is wide open for the score. On fourth and 16, they get a 20-yard touchdown pass to Ty LaForest. And that's a huge play for Yale. That'll cut it to 21 to 12. Elmont late getting some guys onto the field. The officials are allowing it. Kind of surprised Yale's not going for two here, but they'll kick the extra point and it is good. So that will make it 21 to 13. And you'll excuse me because 24 is kicking and he's not on my roster. Rodney Vore. Rodney Vore, okay. 
That would explain it. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> is uh, every every kicker is either a soccer player or an exchange student who's a soccer player. O'Neill's a pretty good kicker, so I would be willing to bet he's on the soccer team too. Yeah, you're right. So it's 21-13, and again, that that was huge for the Bulldogs. They're hanging around here, but now. Can they stop Elmont? I know the first thing I'm not going to do here is I'm not going to kick the ball to Luke Winkler. But that's just me. He uh, ran it back 85 yards on the last kickoff. And they're just going to kick this out of bounds. That'll be a flag. And the Raiders can take the ball at the 35-yard line if they choose to do so. And you have three options in high school. You can take it where the ball goes out of bounds. You can take it at the 35, or you can make them re-kick it. I think they're going to make them re-kick it. They think they can do better than the 35-yard line. So it'll be a five-yard penalty. They'll kick off from the 35. That will allow Winkler and Fuller, who are back deep, and Elmont trying to be sneaky here. Winkler was on the near sideline for that last kickoff, and he's flipped over to the far sideline in case they were thinking they were going to kick away from him. He wants to be where they're going to kick the ball. Now they switch again sneakily. So you got Fuller on the far side, and you've got Winkler on the near side. Let's see if Yale noticed that. Now they kick it right along the ground, and it takes a big hop and is covered by Furkeron by his own 41-yard line. So Elmont takes over. It feels like it's been a while since their offense has been on the field. They haven't actually... Run an offensive play since their second touchdown in the first quarter. So we've got 5.39 to go in the half. And this will be the first offensive play they've run since there was 4.25 to go in the first quarter. But they're up 21-13. They're going to send a receiver out wide to the left. That's Walton. They're going to give it to Chase Patani. And he's up ahead to the 50. He's got a first down into Yale territory and brought down near the 45-yard line. Pickup of about 14. Four carries, 61 yards already for Batani. Elmont once again moves the chains and gets a first down into Bulldog territory from the 45 now. Walton splits out wide to the right. Davidowski under center. Hands off, first man through. I believe is Bukulski, and he'll be stopped after maybe a yard gain. Call it second and nine from the 44. 
Four and a half minutes to go until halftime. Elmont gets the ball to start the third quarter. Second and nine. Batani's got it to the 35-40, or to the 30 now. Excuse me, I was going in the wrong direction. He was going forward. He's all the way down to the 29. Gain of 15 that time. And another Raider first down. Call it the 20... First and ten, Elmont. Eight-yard line. Inside four minutes to go. No rush here by Elmont. They're getting chunk yardage right now. Going to give it to Winkler this time, and he's going to be hitting the backfield. And that play running to the right didn't work. They're going to lose about three yards on the play. Up second down and 13. They got to get inside the 20 for a first down. About the 18 for a first down. They'll send the receiver Walton to the left side. Patani and Bakalski directly behind Davdowski. And it's Bakalski, and he's got some room up the middle. He's got a first down. Shakes off a tackle. Look out. He's down the far sideline, inside the five, and into the end zone for a Raider touchdown. A 31-yard run by Matthew Bukulski. And all three of their backs have had a big run in the football game so far here in the first half. And with 3.02 to go until halftime, it's 27-13 Elmont. Kick by O'Neal is up and good. He's been perfect tonight. 15-point Elmont lead, 28-13 with 3.02 to go in the half. Elmont got two unanswered touchdowns in the first quarter, and the teams have each scored two touchdowns here in the second quarter. Elmont winning the quarter, though, because of a missed extra point. Well, it doesn't really matter how many times the Yale offense answers here if the Yale defense can't figure out a way to stop the Raiders. O'Neal. Has kicked everything into the end zone for a touchback so far, and he's been getting the workout here in the first half. He'll blast this one deep, and the leg's not tired yet. It's into the end zone for a touchback. O'Neal's kickoff goes into the end zone for a touchback. First and 10, Bulldogs. That was his fifth touchback, plus he's four for four on extra points. My leg's tired just talking about it. 
First down, Bulldogs from their own 20. Two receivers to the left here for uh, Yale, and they've got uh, a receiver split way out to the right. They send LaForest in motion. They give it to him on the jet sweep, and he's trapped in the backfield, and oh, my goodness. He's going to be hit for a loss back to about the 12. They're going to lose about eight there. Run by number four, Tyler Forrest. Stopped by number 32, Chase Batani. Chase Batani had a big hit on him, too. Wasn't just that he dropped him for the big loss, but he dropped him for a big loss, and he hit him pretty hard. Be second and about 18 here back at the 12-yard line. This time they'll go with the uh, twin receivers to the right. Monarch is wide to the left. And it's Jakubiak running straight up the middle to about the 15 for uh, about a three-yard gain there. Third and about 15. Good to see uh, Stalecki is back in the game. He hobbled off earlier. So he is back for Almont because when he hobbled out earlier, it didn't look real good. No rush here by Yale. They've got a minute and 35 to work with, but the, the down and distance, I think, is what's slowing them down. So third and 15. They're going to keep the ball on the ground. McLaughlin close to the 20-yard line, and it's going to bring up fourth down, and we're going to get a timeout called here by Elmont. They want the ball back. It's going to be fourth down and 11 Bulldogs from their own 19. And Elmont with 122 and some timeouts in their back pocket. They're going to look for more points here, and remember they get the ball first in the third quarter. They have 138 yards all on the ground here in the first half plus an 85-yard kickoff return, and they lead it 28-13. to Jakubiak's going to be standing around his own five-yard line to receive this snap. Winkler is the deep man for Elmont. He's inside the 50. High kick to Winkler. Back pedal to about his own 46. Back up across the 50 and trying to get to the far sideline and run out of bounds inside the 45. There is a flag on the play. He said he was out of bounds around the, looks like the 38-yard line. It's holding against the Raiders on the return. Actually, it looked like there were two holding penalties. That's going to push them back a little, but they're still going to be on the Yale side of the 50. 
With 113 to go, we'll call it the 47-yard line. So this is still dangerous. Walton slid out wide to the left. They haven't thrown the ball tonight. Haven't needed to. Davidowski under center. Bukalski and Batani behind him. It's Bukalski straight up the middle, and he's got a little bit of room. He's got the first down. He spins away from another tackle, picks up about another five yards. He's all the way down to about the 30-yard line. A 17-yard pickup and a first down for Almont. The clock will stop to move the chains here. And then they'll wind it again. We're under a minute to go. They're at the 30. Raiders now in hurry-up mode. Give the ball to Patani, and he's trying to get out of bounds. And that was strung out and stopped for no gain. Barr comes up and makes the stop, and Elmont will be forced to use a timeout here with 36 seconds to go. It's absolutely imperative for Yale to get a stop here. And if you're the Raiders, you're smelling blood. Again, they get the ball to start the third, and so far the Yale defense has not stopped Elmont on a drive yet. Tani ended up losing a yard on that last carry. So they'll be looking at second and 11 from the 31 when we come out of the timeout. Chase Batani, six carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. All three backs have a touchdown. Pakalski has five carries, 54 yards, and a score, and Fuller has carried three times for 28 yards and a score. The only other player to touch the ball is Winkler. His one carry went for minus three, but he made up for it with an 85-yard kick return for the fourth Elmont touchdown of the half. So second and 11 from the 31. Some misdirection here and there. Give it to Winkler on the end around. And he will be forced out of bounds near the 21-yard line, about a yard short of the first down. He got about 10 yards there, and he got out of bounds. That was the important thing, 29 seconds to go on the half. It'll be third down and one from the 21. It's like Furkeron is the... Set back now. Play action, looking to throw, firing deep down field, and it's Walton in the end zone. He's got it for a score. Great catch by Walton on a 21-yard play. We might have a taunting penalty after the uh, play. Very late flag came in there, but I think it was after the scoring play. Cole Walton, though, had to run to the very back of the end zone. And, yeah, we're going to get personal foul on sportsmanlike against Elmont. 
But I don't think they really care. With 24 seconds to go on the half, they're in the end zone again. Walton on the 21-yard pass play. This will make the extra point a 35-yard kick because of the penalty. But uh, O'Neill seems to have the leg for it. And the long kick is going to hook, though, wide to the left. So being pushed back did affect the kick. Not much else is affecting uh, Almont so far tonight. They've got a 34 to 13 lead. Here in the uh, final minute of play in the first half. That's the seventh touchdown here in the first half and the fifth in this second quarter. I did a whole game at Crosslex last night and only had one more point scored. 34-14 was the final in that one, so these two teams are having fun. So let's see if O'Neill can be six for six on uh, kicking the ball into the end zone. Bang it deep, and this one will be played from the one-yard line. So here comes Coates up across the 20, 25, and finally wrapped up and knocked down at about the 26-yard line with 17 seconds to go. So they're going to put it down, it looks like, just past the 25 at the 26. 17 seconds to go here for Yale. Don't know if they'll just run the football here or if Garrett Grunman will try for the home run. They've got Monarch wide to the left and two receivers to the right. And then we've got a flag here. I think Elmont is going to get called for illegal participation. Nope, now he's picking it up. They had a player running off the uh, field, and the uh, I thought they were going to catch him for having too many guys. Nope, they are going to run the ball. Get the clock moving. McLaughlin will pick up about five. And uh, that should do it for the first half. Time will wind down here, and your score at halftime is Almont 34, Yale 13. And we'll come back and tell you how it got that way in just a moment here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Are you ready for some football? Don't you dare fumble that ball. Keep it glued to GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry-out. Call 810 810- 
378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Can't make it in during normal business hours? Just don't feel like leaving home? Kimball Appliance is now offering in-home sales consultations. I, Jane Williams, will personally come to your house and measure your appliances, show you pricing, give you design options, and check inventory. This is another world-class service that Kimball Appliance is offering that the big box stores could never even think about. Contact Jane at 810-908-8983. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SI PC. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Well, in the first quarter, Elmont got a couple of uh, quick touchdowns uh, using field position. They got a three-and-out stop as the Bulldogs got the ball first, and then a punt was a short kick that gave them the ball inside the 50, and Chase Batani ended up scoring on a 33-yard touchdown run with 8.40 to go in the first quarter. It was 7 nothing Raiders. Then again, they got a stop, another short kick, and uh, they drive in again on a short field. Jacob Fuller going 25 yards on the touchdown run, 14 nothing after one for Elmont. Yale finally got the offense going in the second quarter on a double flea flicker. Connor Jakubiak found Ethan uh, Bates on a 26-yard pass play to cut the score to 14-6 in the opening minute of that quarter. But 13 seconds later, it was 21-6 Elmont as Luke Winkler returned the ensuing kickoff 
85 yards for a score. Yale got the ball back, and on a fourth and 16, they get a 20-yard touchdown pass to uh, Tyler Forrest to make it 21-13 to halfway through the quarter. But Elmont got two late touchdowns in the first half. First, it was Bukulski on a 31-yard touchdown run to make it 28-13. to That came with 3.02 to go in the second. And then in the final minute of the half, which is 24 seconds left, Walton hauls in the 21-yard touchdown catch to make it 34-13. to Elmont here at the break. We'll take a look at uh, the first half numbers in just a moment when we return here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Every grandma knows GetStuckOnSports.com is where the grandkids play. To hear you say that makes me love you, baby. Making lots of memories. It's your kids. It's your schools. It's your sports. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales. Just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. Do you have questions about your retirement, such as, when will I be able to retire? How do I make the most of the money I have? How can I leave a lasting legacy to my loved ones? If so, you're not alone. As an Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor, Dave Betts can help you find the answers with the exclusive, confident retirement approach. Dave will work with you one-on-one to understand your goals and develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. 
Duraclean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Duraclean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Duraclean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Let's take a look at some of the unofficial statistics from that uh, first uh, half. Uh, Raiders really doing it on the ground of their 185 yards. They had 164 rushing, uh, led by uh, Chase Batani. Six carries, 75 yards, and a touchdown. Pakulski had five carries for 54 yards and a touchdown. Fuller carried three times for 28 yards and a touchdown. Cole Walton had the only pass reception, but it was a big one. A 21-yard touchdown uh, catch with 24 seconds to go in the uh, half as... uh, Davidowski was one out of one for 21 yards and one touchdown. On the other side, Yale had 83 through the air and 66 on the ground for 149 yards. McLaughlin was their leading rusher, 12 carries, 58 yards. He actually had a very solid first uh, half. Through the air, Jakubiak was six out of nine for 83 and two touchdowns. LaForest had three catches for 33 yards and a score. Uh, Bates had uh, one catch for 26 and a touchdown, and Griffith had a catch for 21 yards in that uh, first half. So a lot of numbers, a lot of points on the board. Almont's in the lead, 34 to 13, here at halftime in Yale on a Saturday night on GetStuckOnSports.com. There's no way you can score without an assist from GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badaxe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. 
Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales. Just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Homestyle Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. Grace Memorial is here to serve you during your time of need. With four locations in Port Huron, Kimball, Marine City, and Clinton Township, Grace will take care of all of your needs. They offer funeral services, cremations, burials, monuments, and celebration of life services. Call 810-985-4351 to get in contact. They offer superb service with exceptional facilities at affordable prices. Grace Memorial, because a life well lived, is worth remembering. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Let's take a look at uh, scores from uh, around the uh, area this uh, weekend. A lot of action on uh, Friday uh, night. As uh, in the BWAC, Armada beat Richmond 56-14. to Croslex took out North Branch 34-14. And Imlay City topped Elginac. 14 to 6 in the Macomb area conference Port here on Northern on the road beat East Point 42 to 12 Port here in high tops Fitzgerald 44 to 30 Marysville beat Warren Lincoln 24-14. St. Clair got a win 28-7 at Hazel Park. Marine City rousted centerline 58-12 was the final there. This afternoon in Catholic League play, Gross Point Liggett went into East China Stadium, beat Cardinal Mooney 44-21 in a game heard right here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Last night in the GTC East, it was Sandusky 24, Caro nothing. Ubley beats uh, Cass City 42-8. Harbor Beach topped Elkton Pigeon Bayport 18-6. Marlette over Reese 32-6. Bad Axe beat USA 44-28. Vassar tops Memphis 35 to uh, nothing, uh, and in uh, games played in eight-man football, Thursday, Peck was a 68-8 winner over Carsonville Port Sandlack. New Haven Merritt beat North Huron 40-20, Brown City 20, K-Pack nothing, and Deckerville beat Burton Atherton 42 to nothing. Here at halftime, it's 34 to 13 in favor of Almont, and we'll be back to Yale to start the third quarter next here on GetStuckOnSports.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Zimmer Roofing has been serving Eastern Michigan and the Thumb for over 35 years. Family owned since 1984, Zimmer Roofing is a full service commercial and residential roofing contractor specializing in flat and low slope roofing systems as well as shingles, metal, and insulated wall panels. When you need reliable service from a contractor that you trust, 
who stands by their work. Call Zimmer today at 810-966-6991 and request a quote. Zimmer Roofing and Construction, experienced and trustworthy. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out the brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. Go into TP Logos and I can assure you, you're going to find something you love for whatever area team you root for. If they don't have what you need, they'll custom make it just for you. That's TP Logos, 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Ted's Coney Island is a great place to get a great meal at a great price. Dine in, carry out, or drive through. Ted's is family friendly with menu options for everyone and they support local high school sports programs. Ted's Coney Island has three convenient locations to serve you. At the north end of Port Huron near Kroger, at the south end of Port Huron on 24th Street just north of Port Huron High, and in Richmond on M19 in Gratiot. Ted's Coney Island, a great place to get a great meal at a great price. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Second half kickoff trickles out of bounds. So penalty flags here. Last time they made Yale re-kick, and it looks like they want him to re-kick again. Again, Elmont, one of their touchdowns in that first half was a 85-yard kick return by Winkler, and they want their return men to touch the ball here. So we'll have to try again. The Elmont offense did not get stopped in the first half. They had uh, four possessions and scored four touchdowns. Another short uh, kick, and uh, this is Winkler around the 26-yard line. He's up across the 40 and then runs into some traffic there. A little roughhousing after the play, but no flags here, and everybody gets separated. No problems. 
First down and uh, 10 Raiders. They'll start from about their own 43-yard line. Just underway in the third quarter, 34-13 Elmont leading. Three first-half rushing touchdowns for Elmont. No surprise there, and no surprise that it was three different guys that had a big, long run to get into the end zone. Dave Vidowski threw the ball just once. He was one out of one for 21 yards in the score. Bukalski straight ahead. He's to the 50. He's got a first down, 45. Bukalski, 40. Gets outside, 30, 25, 20. 15, 10, 5, they can't get him. He's into the end zone for a touchdown. There is a flag way back near the 45 of Yale, and this is coming back on a hold. Oh, boy. Bukalski just went 57 yards, but it doesn't count. Chant of you can't do that comes from one hearty Yale fan just below me. The uh, ball will come back to the 46-yard line, so it'll end up being about a four-yard gain. But instead of a touchdown, it's going to be first down and about six. Keeping it on the ground. Batani trying to bounce outside. Banging off of guys and wrestles forward close to the 50. He got about four yards there the hard way. That'll bring up second down and uh, about two. Ball right at the midfield stripe. 11.20 to go, third quarter. So second, and we'll call it two from the 50. They're going to send Walton to the uh, left. It's almost lined up like a tight end. Straight ahead, Furkaran has got a first down. That's his first carry of the game. Aiden Furkaran to the 46 of Yale. Gets four more. And it's first and 10. Nose of the football right around the 45-yard line. Furkeron gets a pat on the back as he comes out after one carry there on short yardage. Walton's going to swing out wide to the right here. Batani almost in a slot right. And they're going up the middle, and there's Bukalski again, busting loose. He's inside the 30 to the 25, and finally dragged down at about the 21-yard line, but not until he picked up about 25 yards there. Seven carries, 83 yards for Bukalski, and it's first down at the Yale 20. Bukalski will come out. Sneaking in here to the ball game now. Looks like Johnny Guica is going to get a turn in the backfield. 
Goika, Furkaran, and Batani are the backs. And it's Batani. Or 42, Furkaran on the carry. And he's down inside the 10 all the way to the 6. He's got a 14-yard pickup. Elmont getting whatever they want right now, and they're getting a first down and goal to go. We'll call it the seven. From the seven, they'll give it off to... Now we've got a whistle. They'll give it off for a touchdown. They had me fooled. Goika took the uh, handoff and went straight ahead, and everybody went to tackle uh, Batani, so that's who I followed. Uh, Goika went straight ahead and into the end zone for a seven-yard touchdown run for the latest Raiders score that makes it 40-13. to seven-yard run, the shortest touchdown of the game so far by either side. Extra point by O'Neal is up and good. And with 8.59 to go here in the third quarter, it's now 41-13 for the Raiders. So Johnny Goika is the sixth different Elmont player to score in the football game. Six touchdowns from six different people. Again, they faked me out on that one. You knew it was bound to happen. It's actually not that hard to do. Eventually, I knew they were going to Make me think somebody else had the ball. They certainly made Yale think they had somebody else had the ball. And there were four blue shirts trying to tackle uh, Batani back behind the line of scrimmage. And Goika was already standing in the end zone with the ball and the touchdown. Here's the kickoff from O'Neal. He's going to just squip this one down the field this time. Picked up around the 10-yard line. And on the return is Coates. And he's going to get out to about the 20. Not much further than that. So it'll be first down for the Bulldogs from their own 20. Well, after a rough start in the first quarter of a couple of three and outs, the uh, Bulldog offense did at least get it going a little bit in that second quarter. Jakubiak is six out of nine for 83 yards with a couple of touchdown passes, and McLaughlin is the back, and they're going to swing it out to him, and he's going to try the far side, and it's a short gain, and do we have a flag over there? We might have a flag on a, about a two or three yard gain to McLaughlin. And the penalty is against Yale. Looked like a block in the back maybe. 
They called it holding. So they're going to walk that off, and it's going to be Yale football back around their own 14, and they got to get out to the 30. So it's about first and 16 here for the Bulldogs. Two receivers to the right, one to the left is Monarch keeping it on the ground here, and nothing going on on that carry. They won't get a yard. As uh, McLaughlin gets stopped for nothing there. 13 carries, 58 yards for Cole McLaughlin in this one. Second down and uh, about 15 here for Yale. Call it the 15-yard line, so give McLaughlin a yard on that last play. They're going to go trips to the right. Monarch, the only receiver to the left. Pump fake. Jakubiak has time, has time. Now he's throwing deep and overthrows Griffith at midfield. He was in double coverage, but the two defenders were chasing him. Griffith had come all the way across from the far side of the field to the near side on a very deep crossing route. They just couldn't hook up and now it's third and long and this is a lot of what Yale was facing in the first quarter that they kind of got behind the chains and we're in a lot of uh, third and long situations. LaForest and Monarch and Griffith now all to the left side. Burse. And now McLaughlin empties out of the backfield, so five receivers set here. Jakubiak, flag on the play, throws one up for grabs deep down the uh, far sideline looking for bursts. Incomplete, but the flag is going to be a hold against the Bulldogs, and that's going to be declined by Almont because it'll bring up fourth down. It'll be fourth and 15, Bulldogs at their 15, and uh, Jakubiak will have to drop back and kick this one away. And again, Winkler standing inside the midfield stripe at about the Yale 45. Jakubiak right around his own five-yard line waiting on the snap. Kicks a line driver out of there quickly. Takes a nice Yale bounce, a really nice Yale bounce. That's going to go all the way back inside the 40 of Almont. And be down by winners at about the 38 of the Raiders. Almont gets it back again at their own 38-yard line. 7.24 to go here in the third quarter. The Raiders are up 41-13. to They are five for five on offense in this one, plus a kick return for six touchdowns tonight. Fuller, Batani, and Bukowski, the backs. 
Radowski under center. Gives it to Bukulski and not much there. And now another late flag here. And that's going to be against Yale. So Bukulski didn't get anything on the run, but they're going to get 15 yards here because of the flag. And that'll be a Elmont first down. Going to move the ball out near the 50. Actually, it's going to move it uh, into Yale territory at the 48-yard line. And we've got some rain now coming down. It held off to almost midway through this third quarter. Sikulski with another run. They're giving him the ball on a steady diet here. He'll get about a yard this time. It'll be second and about nine. Around the 47 yard line. Second and nine, Elmont. Kalski's gonna get a uh, a rest here. (laughs) He deserves it. He's been running a lot lately. Nine carries, which is the most for any uh, Raider back. Goika is the back now, and he's going to carry forward inside the 45 to about the 44. That's going to be about a four-yard gain. It'll be third down and about five. Pretty good rainfall, too, here. See how the field holds up again. They had uh, youth league football in here early uh, today. They had at least three games, and now this one. The soft spot seems to be right around where the ball is now between the 45s. And the fumble on the snap. Dave Dowski looking for it. The ball's on the deck. And uh, they're going to say Almont recovered, or are they? Nope, they're going to give the ball to Yale. They're going to say it is Yale football at about their own 47-yard line. Griffith gets the recovery. So the wet ball forces our first turnover of the football game right there. Yale will get it at their own 47 with 532 still to play here in the third quarter. They're down 41-13. They'll go two receivers to either side. And McLaughlin the back behind Jakubiak. McLaughlin straight ahead. He's to the 50. Tackled forward to the 49. Picks up about four. Furkeron makes the stop. It'll be second and six. See if the rain changes Yale's mind about throwing the football at all. They go again, two receivers to either side. They put Bates in motion. 
They run it with McLaughlin straight ahead, and he pushes the pile and has a first down, it looks like, on a pickup of about six yards. Back behind the play, it looked like Jakubiak got dumped, and uh, Yale was looking for a flag there. It does not come. So first down at the 43. Whatever happened there, the official was looking right at it again. Pistol look here for Jakubiak out of the gun with four receivers. And handoff McLaughlin. He's getting the steady diet of carries here, and he gets about five more yards. Sixteen carries, seventy-four yards for McLaughlin unofficially, and it'll be second down and five here, with four oh five to play in the third. First is going to split out wide to the uh, right. They've got Monarch and LaForest to the other side, but they're keeping it on the ground. Steady diet of McLaughlin, and he's running hard to the 31-yard line, and he's got another first down. That time Mantini made the uh, stop, but uh, not until McLaughlin had gotten to about the 30 for another Bulldog first down. They'll go twins to the right this time, and Monarch is wide to the left. They're keeping it on the ground, and to the 25 goes McLaughlin for five more. Five yards at a time, and it's working. So it'll be second down now. We'll call it four from the 25. Again, a pistol look out of the shotgun. Bates goes in motion, and they run straight ahead with McLaughlin again, and he's got the first down. He gets to the 21 and picks up the four yards he needed. Nothing flashy about it, but it's been effective here on this drive. 2.40 to go in the third. From the 20. We'll go Monarch to the left. Twins to the right. McLaughlin to the right of Jakubiak, and he's going to run this time. And Jakubiak is going to get down to about the... 15-yard line, and that's about a five-yard gain. He carries 16 yards for Connor Jakubiak tonight. Yale in the red zone and needing a lot of points here. Twins to the right, but keeping it on the ground. McLaughlin. Hounds his way close to the 10-yard line. It'll be third and one at the 10. Rain really coming down hard now. 
Siwak is split out wide to the uh, right. They've got two receivers to the left side on third and short. Jakubiak wants to run. Jumps up into the air, but is tackled by Batani for a loss on the play, and it'll bring up fourth down and about three. Kubiak was going to dive for that first down, and while he was in mid-flight, Batani came in and grabbed him, pulled him down. Yell, of course, will go for it here. Fourth and three from about the 12-yard line. Final minute of play here in the third quarter. Keeper Jakubiak, and he's back to the 10, but I don't know that that's going to be enough for a first down. But now we do have a late flag in there. Jakubiak needed three. He only got a couple there. But who's the flag against? Unsportsmanlike against Elmont, so that's going to be enough for a Yale first down because that'll be half the distance. And should put the ball around the five-yard line. So first down, goal to go, Yale from about the five. Brings up first and goal from the five, Yale. 26 seconds to go here in the third. I'd like to see him give the ball to McLaughlin here because... Of the guys on Yale who maybe deserves a touchdown, especially on this drive, it would be him. Yeah, discussion by the officials here. And it's going to be, actually, it's going to be a turnover on downs. They're going to say Almont got the stop. Then they got called for unsportsmanlike. And so they'll be looking at first down and 10 from their own five on the turnover by downs. And it took them a minute to figure it all out, but that was the conclusion they came to. They're explaining it to Garrett Grunman now. They're they're saying that it wasn't a a continuation of that Yale play, that it was something that happened after the play was over. And if that's the case, then they made the right call. Everybody trying to get their flags back now. This should be the final play of the, uh, the quarter. Davidowski from his own five. He's going to hand it off into a pile up. Actually, it looks like Dodowski mishandled the uh, the snap there and then just picked it up and went forward. Didn't get anything. Actually, he might have lost a couple of yards. And the quarter's going to come to an end. The rain is really coming down hard now. We've played three here in Yale, and Almont leads it 41-13. Fourth quarter coming up next. 
here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Can't make it in during normal business hours? Just don't feel like leaving home? Kimball Appliance is now offering in-home sales consultations. I, Jane Williams, will personally come to your house and measure your appliances, show you pricing, give you design options, and check inventory. This is another world-class service that Kimball Appliance is offering that the big box stores could never even think about. Contact Jane at 810-908-8983. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. So we'll start the fourth quarter with Elmont back at their own two-yard line. It's going to be second down and 13 from the two. The rain might have let up a little bit during the uh, break, but it's still coming down, and Dudowski's had some problems with the ball. Goika gets the carry here. He got about a yard. And that's going to bring up third and about 12. Call it the three-yard line now. Third and 12, Going to be a slippery fourth quarter here, I can tell you that much. Elmont with the big lead in no hurry. They're up 41-13. to They got the only touchdown in that third quarter on the uh, Guica seven-yard run. On their own three, they're keeping it on the ground. And out to the uh, 10. Run by number 34, Tim Miller. Goes Miller, his first carry of the game. We got about seven there, but it's going to be fourth down and about five. And for the first time tonight, we will see Elmont have to punt the ball. The only other time that they've been stopped on offense was a fumble. O'Neal stands at the goal line, gets the snap, gets the kick out of there. Pretty good kick out past the 40, and it's going to roll. It won't quite get to the 50. They'll down it at the 49. And Yale will get the ball back, first and 10 at the Almont 49, trailing by 28. 10-15 to play here in the fourth. Rain is still coming down, but it is significantly lighter than it was about five minutes ago. It was pouring about five minutes ago. Uh, 
So first down from the 49. And Jakubiak is looking to throw. Has a little time. Throws up a rainbow and two receivers out there. And it went between the two of them and incomplete on this near sideline. I think he was trying to get it to LaForest. And Siwak was out there as well. But uh, neither could run that one down. It'll be second down and 10. McLaughlin, the uh, back. I've got him for 94 yards so far. He's going to get another carry here straight ahead. This will put him up over 100 as he crashes to the 40 for what looks like it is very close to a first down. What a nine-yard gain there. Already the 21st carry for McLaughlin tonight. So third and one from the 40. They'll go two receivers off to the right here. LaForest in a slot. Keeping it on the ground, though, McLaughlin will pick up the first down. Spinning down after about a three-yard gain there. So first down for the Bulldogs at about the 37. The pace of the game here in the second half a lot slower than it was in a wild first half. We had 33 points scored just in the second quarter alone in this game. Now it's Jakubiak throwing complete to Bates, I believe, here on the near sideline. He's inside the 30 to about the 28. That's about a nine-yard pickup. That's Bates' second catch of the game, his first since the first or second quarter when he caught the 26-yard pass on the flea flicker. Two receivers to the left. Siwak is to the right, running straight ahead. McLaughlin tiptoes inside the 25, and he's down close to the 20. He's got a Bulldog first down. Uh, pick up a nine more. Teeny finally stopped him. But it's a first down at the Elmont 20. 8-10 to go here in the fourth. Yak working out of the shotgun. They got a bunch to the right of the line. Now they'll send Bates in motion. Kubiak rolling that way, looking for Monarch in the end zone. And he was open, but he overthrew him. A little too much oomph on that one. Kubiak, eight out of 15 for 95 yards. He's thrown a couple of touchdown passes in the game. He might have had a third one there, but he just put a little too much on that one. So second and 10, Bulldogs from the Raiders 20. 
Two receivers to the left, one to the right. And McLaughlin gets the carry up the middle to the 15 and trying to spin his way down to about the 12-yard line. Four carries for McLaughlin tonight. He's been a busy dude. Third and a yard from the 12. <clears throat> Excuse me. LaForest in a slot to the right. As they go again with a three-receiver look. Giving McLaughlin his 25th carry of the game, and he's down inside the 10 to the 5, where it will be first down and goal to go for the Bulldogs. 25 carries, 130 yards for Cole McLaughlin. Seven minutes straight up to go here in the fourth. That'd be the deep back lined up behind Jakubiak this time. He'll get a head start right up the middle, has a big hole to run to, and he's into the end zone for a Bulldog touchdown. McLaughlin goes in from five yards out, and he kind of deserved that touchdown. A coin of phrase, he has been the Bulldogs' Bulldog tonight. His 26th carry of the game gets the score to make it 41 to 19 with 6.33 to go. Bulldogs will go for two here. Kubiak rolling out, looking, throwing to the back corner of the end zone, and it is out of bounds. Monarch made the catch, but they said he didn't stay in bounds. So the Two-point try does not work. And it makes the score 41 to 19 now for Elmont with 6.33 to go. I will assume we're going to see an onside's kick here. Again, I wouldn't expect Yale not to uh, play to the end in this one. They're down 22. Yes, it's a stretch, but I've seen them recover an onside kick in this uh, park earlier this season. Elmont's suspicious of it. They've got 10 players up 10 yards from the ball. Pakulski is the only man back deep. He's at the 10. Everybody else's hands team. This could be fun with the slick conditions. They're going to punch it ahead. It's going to pinball around. Everybody's going to dive in a pile on it near the 45. I think the Raiders got it. Yep, Raiders football. Good try. The Raiders uh, football right around the 45. We'll wait and see because they want to get a first off a dry ball and 
Boy, he set it down back at the 43. The ball was easily two yards further ahead than where they set it down. Easily. Although it doesn't really matter at this point. I think it's a moot point. Raiders lead at 41-19. They're going to keep the ball on the ground and try to keep that clock moving. They've already been sprinkling in some new faces. Looks like Miller's in the backfield. And here's a a handoff to Miller, and he'll get out to midfield, picking up about seven. Couple carries for Miller. Looks like Aiden DeSanto has checked into the game. For sure, DeSano and Miller are in the backfield right now, and there's a third back there. I think we've got a new quarterback, too. I think DeSano. Oh, it was Miller on the uh, carry. He's to the 30, and that's enough for another first down as he slips through for a 10-yard gain. Blake Lane is in a quarterback right now. So I continue to try to figure out everybody that Elmont's getting into the game. So Blake Lane is the quarterback. He's under center from the 30. They give it off to DeSano, and he'll get no gain. So it'll be second and 10 Raiders from the uh, Yale 40. Five minutes straight up to go here in the fourth quarter. Elmont just trying to run the clock down and uh, get their eighth straight win. Go undefeated in the BWAC and be undisputed BWAC champs this year. Their eighth league title since the BWAC was formed. Their first since 2019. Second and 10. Lane will hand it off, and there's a big hole, and slipping and sliding down to the 29 and picking up another first down. That time is Dalton Oliphant. Dalton Oliphant picks up the latest first down run. Just doesn't seem to matter who they put in the backfield. Guys get 11-yard runs. That's what they do. (laughs) First and 10 from the 29. Oliphant and DeSano are the backs. And it's DeSano with the run, and he cuts up the middle, and a man falls down, and DeSano will break free, and he'll score. 29-yard run for Aiden DeSano. 
He might have scored anyways, but he made a cut, and the Yale defender just wiped out and went down. And then from there, DeSano took it into the end zone untouched. He is the seventh Raider to score in the game. O'Neal for the point after with 3.40-ish to go. Ooh, O'Neal slipped on a wet spot and went down, and that extra point will be no good. Ouch. Jeremy Griffith gets credit for a block, but he had no choice. The ball was kicked right into him. 47-19, Raiders lead the Bulldogs with the 3.48 to go here in the football game. Katani, a 33-yard touchdown run. Fuller, a 25-yard touchdown run. Winkler, an 85-yard kickoff return. Bukulski, a 31-yard touchdown run. Walton, a 21-yard touchdown pass catch. Guica, a 7-yard touchdown run. And now DeSano, a 29-yard touchdown run. Those are the Elmont scores. For Yale, Bates has a 26-yard touchdown catch. LaForest has a 20-yard touchdown catch. And McLaughlin has a five-yard touchdown run, and it's 47-19. to The rain has uh, actually stopped. Oh, no, I guess it's coming down. Just uh, a light mist now. O'Neal will kick this one. Griffith, he'll catch it at the 10. Up ahead, 15-20. Griffith looking for some room on the other side of the field now, and he'll be stopped right around the 25-yard line. So first down, Bulldogs at their own 15. Next week... Friday night, I will be at Memorial Stadium. Port here on Northern is hosting St. Clair in a Week 9 MAC crossover game. That's where I'll be at. One of my schedules right in front of me, but I believe Almont is hosting Ogema Heights next week at home. And I believe Yale goes to Schwartz Creek. I'm going to hand the ball off here. To Landon Sofa. Sofa gets a couple. We'll call it second down and eight. Yale at their own 27 yard line. 310 to play in the football game. Kubiak will hand it off to Sofa again. And he will wiggle close to the 30-yard line. It's a nice little run there of about six. Third down and three coming up here for Yale. With their own 30-yard line. Yeah, 
Out of the shotgun, Jakubiak rolling out, throwing, complete to Bates at the 40. And they'll pick up about 11 there and get the first down. Third catch for Bates tonight. He's got three catches. Tyler Forrest has three catches. Jakubiak's pass for over 100 yards in the game. First down, Bulldogs out at their own 40-yard line. They're trying to hurry up a little bit here with 2.10 to go. Two receivers to either side. Bates goes in motion, and they'll hand it off to Sofa. And he'll get to the 45 and get about five. There is a flag now on the play. 16, Landon Sofa, stopped by Elmont. There's a flag on the play. Personal foul against Elmont. So we're going to tack some yardage on to the end of this run. This should move the ball down to the Raiders 40. Where it will be first down, Bulldogs. Under two minutes to go here in the ball game. It's 47-19, Elmont. They have led all the way tonight, jumped out to a 14-0 lead. And uh, after that, Yale never got it closer than eight points, and that was only for 13 seconds. Low snap on the shotgun. Nice play by Jakubiak, and he'll dump it off complete to Bates. And it looks like he's got another first down around the 30-yard line. Four catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown for Ethan Bates tonight. First down, Bulldogs at the Raider 30. Bates will check out and get a handshake from his coach. He's had a good game tonight. 106 to go as they come to the line with two receivers to either side for Jakubiak. Sofa the back is behind him. They'll put a man in motion. And they'll run straight ahead with Sofa, and he'll get maybe a yard, two at the most. Maybe one more play here by the Bulldogs. Let's see how serious they uh, want another score. Kubiak just getting to the huddle now with 30 seconds to go on the clock running. Second and eight from the 28. They're going to go with three receivers to the left here and a single receiver to the right. Sofa the back to the right of his quarterback. 13 seconds to go. They're going to fire one deep to the end zone, and Monarch again was out there, and it's just off his fingertips incomplete. Oh, they have been so close. Jakubiak and Monarch uh, tonight, and they just unable to hook up for one. Eight seconds to go, and it'll be third and eight from the 28. Chase Holly is going to get into the game on the offensive side of things. He's going to line up as the running back. 
Again, they'll go two receivers to either side on what we think should be the final play of the game. And they'll give it to Holly straight ahead. And he'll bang his way inside the 20 to the 15 to the 10 before they finally drag him down. Very exciting run there of about 18 yards for Holly. Two seconds to go. The clock stopped to move the chains, and now they'll wind it, and the ball game is over. And the final score here tonight from Yale Park is the Almont Raiders 47, the Yale Bulldogs 19, and Almont goes undefeated in the BWAC this year, and they are the undisputed BWAC champs, and we'll tell you about it in just a moment. Are you ready for some football? Don't you dare fumble that ball. Keep it glued to GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448. And like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. Your intuition is telling you to prepare for the future, no matter what happens. Your heart is telling you to help others in your community. With Women's Life Insurance Society, you can do both. Protect your family's financial security with life insurance and annuities from an organization that also supports scholarships, soup kitchens, and so much more. You can trust Women's Life to be there for your loved ones, even if you can't, and to support local communities. Trust your intuition. Trust Women's Life. Get started today at womanslife.org. Whether you're looking for a safer, easier-to-maintain walk-in tub or shower, or a whole new updated and complete renovation, you need to call Luxury Bath by Mobility Remodelers. You could have a beautiful tub or walk-in shower and save more than 50% over traditional remodeling. They offer hundreds of combinations of colors, patterns, and accessories featuring microband technology. Call 810-385-1700 for a free in-home consultation and look for their new showroom in the Birchwood Mall. Luxury Bath and Mobility Remodelers. Imagine what they can do for you. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Let's get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Well, the Elmont Raiders have now won 17 straight over their rivals from Yale. And uh, they take a uh, 47-19 victory tonight that puts them at 7-0 in the BWAC. So they run the table and win the league title, their eighth BWAC championship uh, since the formation of the uh, league. And they're now 8-0 and overall on the uh, season. They had uh, touchdowns. Every one of their touchdowns was scored by a different player tonight. Batani, Fuller, Winkler, Bukulski, Walton, Guica, and DeSano all found the end zone in this uh, game. Uh, Yale got a couple of touchdown passes from uh, 
Jakubiak uh, tonight, and uh, Cole McLaughlin had a big game. I had him for 135, and he got the last Yale touchdown. The Bulldogs slipped to 4-4 four and four on the season. Final is 47-19, and we'll be back to wrap it up in just a moment. Every grandma knows GetStuckOnSports.com is where the grandkids play. To hear you say that makes me love you, baby. Making lots of memories. It's your kids. It's your schools. It's your sports. Ted's Coney Island is a great place to get a great meal at a great price. Dine in, carry out, or drive through. Ted's is family-friendly with menu options for everyone, and they support local high school sports programs. Ted's Coney Island has three convenient locations to serve you. At the north end of Port Huron near Kroger, at the south end of Port Huron on 24th Street, just north of Port Huron High, and in Richmond on M19 in Gratiot. Ted's Coney Island, a great place to get a great meal at a great price. Hi, I'm David Buganum, the proud owner of St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. I was born and raised in the Blue Water area, as were many of my sales staff. Here at St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we care about your personal experience. As a family-owned dealership, we know car buying can be very stressful. When you buy a car from us, we develop a relationship that lasts longer than the car buying experience. Whether it's our new or pre-owned sales, our award-winning service, parts, or more, we are here to take care of you. So come say hello at the corner of Kearney and Fredmore Highway. No appointments needed when you come see your neighbors at St. Clair Chrysler Dodge Jeep Grand. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. Get back to the game with Dennis Stuckey on GetStuckOnSports.com. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, a couple of MAC games next Friday. Brady will be in Marysville. They're taking on Port here in High. I'll be at Memorial Stadium as Port here on Northern Host St. Clair. Both games will get going around 6.40 for pregame, 7 o'clock kickoffs next week here on GetStuckOnSports.com. That'll wrap it up again here from Yale Park tonight. Your final score, the Almont Raiders 47, the Yale Bulldogs 19. Hope you've enjoyed the broadcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.